You are listening to the Circulab podcast. For 20 minutes, one expert from the Circulab community shares a focus about regenerative economy and how to make it real in your company and industry. We are Circulab, a strategic consulting agency and circular design studio powered by an international community of experts covering the five continents. To design for regeneration, you can already download our tools in Creative Commons on circulab.com. Hi everyone, I'm Jessica, Circulab's Community Manager. I have the pleasure of being with Colleen Regou today. She is part of our community since two years now and she lives in Canada. Hi Colleen. Hi Jessica. Nice to have you with us today. Can you start by introducing yourself, please? I am Colleen Regou. I am the fulfilled mother of two children. And as you mentioned, I live in Vancouver. It's in the west part of Canada. And with my company, Look for Loops, I enjoy optimizing the use of resources and designing out waste. And I'm doing that for and with businesses. That's super important for me. Okay. How did it all start? It probably comes from a mix of personal and professional stories. Um, and, and actually, it makes me think about... A few days ago, I, when I was sharing anecdotes with a friend, I understood that this mission is actually grounded in my childhood in Belgium. I was raised in a family where even an edible chunk from an Alfred apple will be saved for an apple sauce. And I also have a Andy dad who knows how to repair a lot of things and a mother who will never throw away something certainly not a box <laughs> that might be reused. So basically, without naming it like that, um, my education shows me how to extend the life and use of our planet's limited resources, and which is called, in our professional jargon, the circular economy. So that, that's the side of my personal story. But in my career, I came to circular economy through my previous experiences. So on one hand, in corporate social responsibility, and on the other hand, in implementing operational changes, thanks to sharing economy, which is actually a big part of the whole circular process. So because of that, I have met so many inspiring people, enabling various initiatives, and I still do. But I also have seen what I, I will call um, false good ideas, <laughs> because it's one thing to deliver or even communicate something to your customer, but it's another thing to take responsibility of it for what is happening to it before it's on the market and after. And I really wanted to push that further. And it is why I care to optimize the use of resources, but also to have a close look at what kind of resource it is and how it answers a real need. If you, if you take waste, for example, band-aids on waste doesn't solve the problem of the flow. So that's why I find it so interesting to design or redesign business models by taking all the system around into account. And Yeah, and it starts with little things as well. So that's my personal and professional driving force, if I can say. And and I I can also add uh, something um, dear to my heart, I will say. Um, this mission takes a lot of education. 
And this is why I like so much putting training in place or proposing interactive workshop with Ciclab tools also. So I am very happy to be your guest, Jessica, on this conversational podcast today because I am myself a fan of podcasts to continuously learn and to bring that in what I'm doing every day. And so it's a, a cycle of education, I will say. Wow, thank you, Colleen. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> um, so you just said that you're coming from Belgium. Um, uh, with your European eyes, how would you describe circular economy in Canada where you are living now in Vancouver exactly? Ah, that's a tricky one. I, I should work on eggshells by answering that question because I, I don't like to putting um, observation in boxes, but I, I can highlight two or three major and very objective differences to help understand the context. Um, so a big, a big, big difference is related to geography, right? So first of all, Europe is constrained in space. That's for sure. There is a lot of promiscuity and Europe is also constrained in resources. There isn't so much virgin material out there. While Canada and North America in general is a land of plenty of space with a low population density and plenty of resources. You have forestry, agriculture, minerals, mines, and so on. It depends where you are in Canada, but you have all these resources. So you definitely not have the same concern, I will say, in terms of scarcity, for example. And um, in our modern society, probably Europe had to address some question, maybe I will say 10 years before Canada. Um, so that's a big gap. And at the same time, it's inspiring. But there is something very, very unique in Canada. And, and I didn't know about that uh, before coming here. We still have the First Nations. So today, after a long history of mistreatment and so on, there is a big work of reconciliation and acknowledgement of their value. And related to our subject of today, they have always incorporated the ecosystem into their way of living. So they were making circular economy ages before the Occidental society called it like that. So of course, the circular economy is a kind of a practical extension of concepts like cradle to cradle, performance economy, blue economy, biomimicry, industrial ecology, and so on. But the Canadian ancestral roots of circular economy is still alive thanks to the legacy of the First Nation. So I like the perspective of being able to learn from so many different experiences. And if we blend them with the North American entrepreneurial spirit, Canada is gonna to be very positively impactful. So yeah, that definitely. Um, but <laughs> there is another big challenge in Canada. I guess that 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 will be my second point here. Um, there is a lack of cohesion when in Europe, the European institutions are acting as a framework 
So sure, Europe is an old lady and sometimes it's hard to make her move. <laughs> I've worked with these European bodies, so a different kind of projects. So I can testify of that. Um, but, but at least there are intersections and jurisdiction collaborations uh, bringing to a sort of alignment, which is mostly lacking in Canada as a country. And even if numerous initiatives are trying to take over, Canada is a huge, is really huge, and is divided by 10 provinces and three territories under which you have uh, district and municipalities. So let's take Vancouver. So I am living in the city of Vancouver, which is one of the 21 municipalities of the Metro Vancouver area, and which is part of the British Columbia province. So imagine, from an entity to another, the regulatory landscape or the waste management, for example, is extremely varied and uneven. So you end up with a lot of nuances uh, from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. So it's very complex, believe me. We need to build more bridges. And uh, I should mention the World Circular Economy Forum as a sort of a flagship event for circular economy in Canada. It's an initiative from CITRA, based in Finland. But last year, Toronto, in the east part of Canada, was supposed to host this event. And I had the feeling that the circular economy conversation bloomed from there. And now I am confident that momentum is growing in Canada. Maybe could you observe or have some example of initiatives you could see in terms of circular economy? Maybe the first one, a few days ago, I learned about the first fund in circular economy in Canada, which is supported by Fondaccio in Quebec, so the French part. So I have to mention it here because it is always great to see carrots like that. And not only sticks, right? Um, because there is bans and so on on the way. But I really like to see that there is some support out there. Yeah, they are coming, I will say. And more locally, um, the first one that comes into my mind is the Lighthouse Sustainable Society. They have launched the National Industrial Symbiosis Program. So it's called NISP Canada. Uh, it's a program run in Greater Edmonton and Greater Vancouver, and they redirect um, and repurpose what is considered waste from a business to another business for which it is actually a resource. And now there are a lot on the BizBiz share in British Columbia. Uh, this is an online platform for resource sharing and it's free to use. That's mainly B2B initiative, but I would like to highlight some initiatives for, focused on, on consumer. Mm -hmm. I should say citizens <laughs> with the idea of that as customer, you are like a voter, right? So I like the initiative of Think twice about your clothes. It was uh, from Metro Vancouver campaign in 2019, I, I think, if I remember well. And they motivate people to reduce, repair and donate and recycle clothes. And uh, there are some online video. So if you don't know how to properly stitch a hole, for example, have a look at Think Tries uh, because 
it helps to make clothes uh, last uh, longer. And I really like this idea. Um, in the same perspective, the Lighter Living Initiative. This one is supported by the bank, Vancity, and the Fing and Do Tank, One Hertz. Lighter Living is also great because they open the dialogue on the impact everyone can do without using jargon. And I really like that. Another one, starting this year, the Share, Reuse, Repair initiative launched the Shifting Consumer Project. And uh, actually, it's come from uh, Citra as well, so the organizer of uh, the World Circular Economy Forum. And the idea is to help consumer facing circular businesses to create persuasive marketing mes messages to shift behavior in favor of reuse. So that, that's a, a good one as well. And, oh yeah, I cannot, <laughs> I have to mention this one as well. At the end of April, I will be a design facilitator for the premiere brand battle for good event. And different teams will work on coming up with solution to move Vancouver residents towards zero waste lifestyles. So I'm very excited with this coming event. Maybe something less about citizen. Yeah, you can also see more collaboration with big organizations popping up, mm -hmm. such as the, the National Zero Waste Council, uh, Metro Vancouver Initiative as well, uh, the Circular Economy Leadership Coalition, the Cluster Metal Tech Ally, and so on. Oh yeah, and the Canada Plastic Pact launched in January. Initiatives are so different on different topics. And you mentioned several times the fact that you are working with the, all the initiatives are around waste. How do you see the status of waste in Canada? Like everywhere in the world, <laughs> there is a problem of amount of waste, right? So, but, uh, but also a big quality and management issue, I will say, because we speak a lot about amount of waste, but there is more behind. I should start with saying that with my circular economy lens, which means a very systemic perspective, waste can include a lot of things from raw material left on the sidelines right at the beginning of the process to the numerous end of life streams and not to mention all the leakages along the process. If I want to be exhaustive, I would even speak about undervalued human resources and loss of biodiversity. But in general, what is brought to the knowledge of people are some big figures of, about uh, familiar items to create a momentum. Each Canadian generates approximately 2.7 kilo of garbage each day, which means more than everywhere else in the world. And actually, it made me think about an anecdote. Go ahead. <laughs> in Canada, it's hard to find a, a hands made like bread with a crusty crust and etc. But if you really want it, you can find some. And, and the main challenge is to not have it wrapped in plastic. So when you find one wrapped in paper, not so bad, let's say. But once it's sliced, it's another story. So when I was still new in Canada, I looked around in my grocery shop to find a cutting machine. And I noticed that it was behind uh, a counter and uh, I needed a service for that. In Belgium, you just have to manage that by yourself in the middle of the grocery shop. So I asked 
and the employee cut the bread and put it in a plastic bag to supplement the other one. And so the next time I said that the big paper bag was enough. And guess what? The person sliced my bread, then put it in a plastic bag, then put it reverse in my paper bag and removed <laughs> the plastic one to throw it away. So now when I want to slice a bread without extra plastic bag, I say it is for the planet, even if it's like very basic explanation, but it seems <laughs> to work so far. And I know that's, that most of the people won't make this kind of requests. And this kind of, of plastic bag will more probably end up in the bin and then in the landfills, right? I'm telling you this story because while packaging is at the heart of the um, news, it is also at the intersection of processes and habits. Of course, packaging is more than more complex than that, and it fulfills really many functions. And at least it shows that recycling alone will not solve the problems. And actually, in that context, the National Zero Waste Council is doing a great job. There is still a lot of work to be done in terms of waste to bring more responsibility for damages and pollution, and at the same time, to bring more carrots to invest mm -hmm. in new delivery models for reuse, for example, and so on. And definitely on top of that, for the businesses, it isn't easy to sort the info and to know where to start. It's why I'm launching a podcast called Unboxing Your Packaging. <laughs> That's one of my projects to help about waste. Okay. And so uh, coming to your activity, what were the challenges you had to face uh, when you, you started or you are still conducting your action with the companies? I will mention definitely the way of uh, seeing waste, the communication and transparency. A lot of focus is on waste as a resources, which is part of the solution, but not enough focus on business models encouraging other ways to consume in order to stop the production of this waste at the root. So because what people tend to forget is that most of the time, waste is a symptom, a design flow of a sick system. So recycling should be our last resort in circular economy because it requires a lot of energy and logistics and so on. And these subjects will be actually one of, <laughs> will be the the first one with my first guest in my coming podcast called uh, the Unboxing Your Packaging. So stay tuned. So yeah, waste are resources, but waste as part of a system, definitely. And also circular economy is still emerging and isn't understood by everyone. Some people even develop an allergy to all the concept around sustainability they're like oh uh, no no uh, that's greenwashing and so on so the hard job is to get them to try that's where my interactive workshop with uh, circular tools are great for that so really to let them try <laughs> see the effects that that are possible and the opportunity that is opening for businesses and so on and transparency as i mentioned is also a big big deal How can business know that they need to rethink something if they are practicing the ostrich-like approach? 
they need a good dynasty and clarity in communication because yeah that, that's key to make great impact so transparency and knowledge that you are on the journey that's a big big thing it demands um humility but also the will to start somewhere I have a last question, and it's a question we like to ask our participants. Do you have an advice or a tip you can share with someone who wants to take action in Canada? I think when you want to take action in general, um, learning from others, making collaboration, open mind is a big thing. But in Canada specifically, start by volunteering. Even if you have a job that pays your bills, make volunteer because here Canadian experience is something that people really value is what are you bringing to the Canadian society? So definitely meet people, but do something with them and offer some of your time to be part of this. If you have a specific project or whatever, drop me a line because I am in Canada. So that, we, that, that will be the shorter answer so I can be useful. <laughs> Thanks, Colleen. And would you like to share your contact details? Uh, you can find me very easily in, on LinkedIn. It's the easiest way. And of course, my, my website, lookforloops.com. Okay. So thanks a lot, Kuyen. It was really interesting. And thank you, everyone, for listening to our podcast. Bye-bye. Hi. Thank you. To take action in the regenerative economy, visit our website to find our books, services, and trainings on circulab.com.